Yep, I hit the old record button. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Jason and Joe Show. I'm the Jason, and with me is the Joe. Yo. We are cousins. We have different mothers. We got the same grandmother. Let me tell you, she was a piece of work. She was the father, no, the mother that our fathers, she was also the father our mothers didn't. Anyway, we call the show Just Be Cousins. It's um, free. You don't have to pay a thing for it. And you listen to it whenever you want on your, um, well, you're listening to it now. So follow us on Twitter and uh, Instagram. I think that's a good show, Joe. We should just stop now. Okay, that's good. All right, I'll hit the show outro. Good night. <laughs> hope, <laughs> hope you had a good time. Uh, yeah. We don't really contribute to Twitter or Instagram, but maybe we should. Hey, can we start doing that again? Yeah, we can. We sure. Okay. Yes, both of us. I feel like at the very least, um, I can put some, whenever we have an episode, I can uh, at least put the the blemish on there and the yeah. little blurb and, yeah. uh, you know, listen to this show, that type of thing. And yeah. you're like, the, you're the Instagram guy, right? I can, so can be. You do Instagram, I can do the Facebook, you're the tweeter. I can, I can twit, tweet. Alright. Yeah. Twat. <clears throat> yeah. So everybody, that's what you should do. Uh, yeah. That will alert you to all of the fun things that we do. <clears throat> what yeah. are we talking about tonight? Hipsters. 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 So here's the first point I want to make real quick. Now, we okay. brought up hipsters last week, Joe, and I used the phrase his hipster douchebag. I didn't invent the phrase. It's always been around. Like, when I mean always, it's always been around. Like, it, there's, it's in the Bible. Um, it's in the, um, it's on that, that stone of Hammurabi. Is that his name? Is that the one? Where they wrote all the rules and the Rosetta hipster, Stone. Hipster douchebag. Yeah, I guess the hipster douchebag's been around for a long time. But I pointed out when I said it that I thought it was a, a sexist phrase, and I still do. And so I'm trying to move away from it. And so I think instead of saying hipster douchebag, I'm, from now I'm going to say hipster dipstick. Hipster dipstick. Yeah. All right. I'm on board. I feel like the connotation of douchebag is somebody who's willfully a jerk or an asshole, you know? Somebody who's like, or if not, they're doing it just to do it. They don't care that they're an asshole. You know, they, they know they're selfish. They know they're jerks. It's like, whatever. Whereas I feel like hipsters aren't trying, aren't, aren't, they don't care. It's not that they don't care. They don't care, but they don't, I don't think they do any harm. And a dipstick is just somebody, you know, it's not necessarily malevolent. If you're a dipstick, you just, you know, you ain't much more use than getting sticked in a, in a dip. No, you're, you're, you're silly. Yeah. You're foolish. Yeah. Your dipstick. Yeah. And so I, I like and hipsters. Hipster. hipster has become this pejorative term. Yeah, I is. use it that way. We use it that way yeah. sometimes. But I kind of figured I was walking up to the computer and turn on the lights, getting ready. And I was like, we're going to talk about hipsters because you threw out that topic via text. And I was like, all right, hipsters it is. That's fine. And I realized as I walked up, probably we're going to spend a lot of time just trying to define hipster because that's very – well, it's part I don't know, of it. That word means different things to different people. I think so. I think that's part of the culture of the word, if I can use that. I think that trying to define what a hipster is is 
how one talks about hipsters. Like if one is going to talk about um, who's that gal that sings on the Broadway and she's real good and she's in movies. Mm. Sarah I, Brightman. No, I, I don't know. Uh, with the, is her name like, it's got an I in it. You know, she's the, fr- anyway, if you're going to talk about her, right, you're not going to talk about like, Oh, how do you say your name? You might for a, a minute or two, but then you move on to the fact that she's just this amazing singer. She sings so well. I will even listen to songs that she's singing that I don't like. Cause I'm just like, Oh, that's amazing. Um, now you're killing me, and you're usually the guy. And by the way, you do this three or four times a show where you're like, you know that one, you know who I'm talking about? And, and sometimes you give me clues, and sometimes you don't. <laughs> well, and sometimes we figure it out, and sometimes it's, it just kills me because I can't figure it out. This is one of those moments. I need to know who this woman is. It's Adina Menzel, or Idina, Idini. Okay. Was Menzel. she in uh, the... the um, you know, the Gerard, <laughs> I go, I'm doing what I just accused you of. You know that one movie? What is it? Where it's the Phantom. Phantom it's of the, the Opera? Phantom of the Opera. And it's Gerard Butler. And there's, I thought it was Sarah Brightman. But come to Wait. think of it, I don't think Sarah Brightman's even been in a movie. I they, think she's just a really good singer. They did a, they did a Phantom of the Opera movie? I don't know yeah, that. where Gerard Butler is the hideous phantom of the opera yeah well he played he played him on stage in new york for but ugly wait oh gerard (laughs) barley so i'm thinking of gerard depardieu no not him either another guy with a french sounding name who who was benson who's benson remember benson that actor yep yep i remember him i think he was also in the show soap I really, yeah. I really think he was. Yeah, he this was. This guy was a really good actor. Yeah. For all you kids out there, you know what? <clears throat> really quick, I wanted to mention, I make a bunch of old school references, and so do you. And if there are millennials or or Gen Zers listening to this, I used to think like, oh, that's going to turn younger listeners off, or mm-hmm. our listener, if he or she happens to be a Gen Zer. But I don't think so because now we're in the age of of Google. And anything that we bring up, you will know about it if you if you want really quickly. Except we're gonna have to come up with this guy's name. Well, no, you can just look at the cast for Benson and what he's like a red haired kind of goofy looking. No, no, not right? that guy. No, I'm talking about Benson. I'm talking about the the, ben, the guy's name is Benson. He was the butler on soap. Um, he was the butler on soap. Yeah, Emmy White Rossum. Dude? No, black dude. Benson um, was. Black dude. So he wasn't the butler on soap. The butler on soap was the goofy looking red haired white dude that I was talking about. No, he, sure. that guy you're talking about, was a lieutenant governor or something, or some sort of political person on Benson. <clears throat> okay, well, this is this is very tangential. Okay. What, what's up with Benson? Benson? So, <laughs> Robert Guillaume, that's his name. That's why when you said Gerard. What I thought you were gonna say was Depardieu, but then you said Butler, and my brain said, "Oh, it must be that other French sounding name of a dude that I already knew had been on the Broadway production of Phantom of the Opera for a long time." And so I, when you said that, I thought that's who he was, but it wasn't. Turns out it's Robert Guillaume. I don't know if he's still alive, but okay. he's a heck of a singer. And that dude is a really good singer. Yeah, Benson. But I know that. I, but better than than him, in my opinion, is Edina Menzel. Right. Who, yes. If you're talking about her, you're talking about music. You're not talking about how to say her name or how to define her. You don't say, you're not going to have a conversation and say, oh, does, does she sing or does she just talk in a melodic way? You know, you, 
but but when you talk about hipsters, Joe, which is what this whole conversation's about, <laughs> you talk about what the heck a, a hipster even is. So let's do that for the next uh, forty minutes. <clears throat> okay. Hipster. Well, would you like me to begin, or, or yeah, yeah? Do you have what, some what's what's your what's your take on this? So I'll start with the kind of pejorative pejorative angle here. Okay. And I feel like the idea of a hipster has been around for quite some time. Like, uh, I keep thinking maybe it's a newer idea because there there are, if you use that term now, everybody, it conjures up an image for everybody. And that image might be a little bit different to each person that you talk to. Right. But hipster, that concept has been around for a long time as a pejorative. Like, I think it goes all the way back to the 90s. And uh, uh. I think it's, well, th but this is this is what, this is my conceptualization of a hipster a hipster dipstick <laughs> okay yeah. yeah is it's a person who is striving to have like unique and maybe even like elite taste and and that person's taste they they what they're trying to put forth is that their taste is more sophisticated than yours based on a wealth of, of knowledge around whatever genre that they're discussing. And 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 then that kind of overflows into their style of dress and so they try to be like really unique and quirky and and super original in everything that they do and there's a bit of a again for the pejorative angle here is that they're they're snobby. Yeah. You know? So that's that's what I think of right away. When I think of a hipster dipstick. Yeah. I'd have to go agree with you on that. My, I, I, uh, about, I don't know, gosh, it had to have been 10, 11 years ago, I made a zine, only one copy. And that was when I had first heard of the term hipster. And uh, I, sh I shouldn't say one copy. I made several copies and passed them out. I just mean one issue. Then I didn't do it again because it's too much work. And one anyway. zine but it was about hipster i think no no talk, we've talked about it on the show maybe yeah it wasn't about hipsters it was just a section oh. on that where i was trying to decide if i was a hipster right ah see that's my next point is yeah. i'm afraid that i am a hipster and maybe so are you and that's that's right. come up on the show too well, i think well and uh, that's been a long-standing i don't know if it's a concern of mine but i've never really been able to land on an answer for myself right like, am i a fucking hipster or not well, I think that one of the uh, first things that could indicate a person is a hipster. I mean, like before anything else, before you see their Casio wristwatch or their Fixie or, um, you know, their um, world's best dad T-shirt worn ironically, right? Because they're not a dad. Ah. And if they were, they wouldn't be the best. I think the very first thing, though, before all that is if a person says, I'm not a hipster. That sentence right there coming out of somebody's mouth seriously and not like as a joke or being used to make a point on a podcast that no one listens to that means that they are a hipster it's the same with the phrase i am not white trash yeah if you said it you are it does it's not that saying it makes you that it's that you would only ever be in a position of having been accused or being made to show that you are a hipster and you take umbrage to that which means you don't know your identity because if someone's going to, no one's going to come up to you and say, look at all of those really nice abs you've got on your stomach, Joe. You must be a, um, a Scientologist. That's like, no, what? 
I'm I'm not a Scientologist. And and somebody hearing you say I'm not a Scientologist wouldn't be like, yeah, why would you think he's an, uh, he might be, but he might not be because of the why would. Whereas if I say somebody wearing, you know, like, um, Hello Kitty sunglasses and has a beard but no mustache and the beard goes down to his navel, I'm going to go, you're a hipster. And he's going to go, no, I'm not. I'm like, boom, you just proved it. And it's only people that are showing overt signs of being a hipster that would ever be accused. And then that's why they're the only people that are put in the position to defend themselves. Right. And it's those signs that I think you were talking about, that those signs are on display. It's not as if, you know, they're just hiding them. It's like, no, look at me. I'm riding a fixie. I'm wearing shin guards. I have a, a T-shirt on that's got um, Britney Spears. Um, ironically. ironically. I, I miss that in my description, that a lot of it needs to be kind of ironic and, and tongue-in-cheek. And like, I, I'm too cool to like this, but I do like it, ironically. Uh, or or look what I this unique thing I am liking it not because everyone else is liking it but just because it's not what everyone else is liking right it's the that, irony is and I think that's the the complaint against the stereotypical hipster dipstick is that they appropriate um, aspects of cultures without um, without admitting while claiming some sort of sense of identity to this culture, even though that's clearly something they've decided upon, not something they actually feel. I, I, the dumb examples being things like, you know, getting uh, something written Chinese tattooed down your, your leg, right? And it's like, what does that say? Oh, it says, be free with your spirit. And it's like, okay, why in, why in Chinese? Well, I really identify with the way they were like, you know, uh, they're like Asian for, and then people will call them oriental they shouldn't and then like identify that people call me things i shouldn't be called you know you know what i mean that that what you're describing right there kind of in my mind it's slipping into some other genres or like if we're going to categorize people here yeah. like that sounds like almost a little bit hippie-ish or like nouveau hippie or like yeah. new age i think i think like the, i think those things pattern. go together and it's all you know uh, uh, what do you call it, a spectrum. But here's the thing. I don't know that I necessarily believe that there are actual hipster dipsticks. There are definitely people that d make these displays, and I can laugh at them, but I have no idea what's going on in their life. And if it turns out they are, all these stereotypes, like they listen to bands you never heard of and they eat in restaurants, you know, that no one ever goes to, fine let them what does that got to do with me i i like that go ahead i who am i to say to this guy or this girl that they're wearing their wearing of a japanese kimono is somehow uh shallow i'd do worse well it, w it would be an assumption but it, it might be it might be an accurate assumption that i wanted to explain see my perception of a hipster isn't necessarily pejorative though. okay like from another angle yeah i like what you said because the fact is that you know what there's plenty of pain and suffering on the planet and like who am i to just judge someone who is you know putting on that type of display right. and has those types of opinions and tastes and, and like they're not doing any harm right there's, there's nothing wrong with that yeah. now and now shifting back into the pejorative though sure. i wonder that a lot of people that that are putting on that display that hipster display 
to me, it's a little bit of an indication, and this is an assumption, that they are disingenuous. The assumption on our part is that they are disingenuous? Yes, the assumption yeah. on my part. I don't want right. to speak for you. but right. and, and that's why I, I still, especially, you know what, it's almost like a mood barometer. If I'm irritable, a hipster will bug me. If I'm not, I can release that assumption, give them the benefit of the doubt, and just be like, no, this that person likes quirky stuff and they're quirky and that's charming yeah, yeah. and that's fine and yeah. i'm quirky in many ways too yeah and uh and I, so i can relate to that person and that person's very expressive and what's wrong with that you know what i mean yeah. so it I shifts was, back and forth if right. i'm irritable i'm like that person just so badly wants to be unique and wants to find an identity they're so desperate to identify with something weird and unique that they're not even being honest with themselves. They're, right. They're not, they don't even like what they like. They're choosing things to like in order to fit their fucking display. See, I'm getting irritated just talking about it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I, I was at a, uh, I was at a uh, farmer's market. Hipsters love farmer's markets. Um, I was at a farmer's market and I saw this guy and I don't know if he was working a booth or just there, but he was wearing, Wrestling boots, right? You know those lace-up ones that go up your calf. Jean shorts, yeah. <clears throat> like Nacho Nacho Libre. Yeah, he's wearing those jean shorts and um, a gold braided vest, and that was it. He, his shirt was exposed. Oh, and he had he had eyeliner, right? And he had the biggest okay. smile on his face as he walked around, like I, like he was just like, yeah, I. I'm, I I have a billion dollars. I can, whatever. I don't know. That's the look on his face. And then he was talking to somebody, and as he's talking, he was just smiling and just he had his hands folded. And I overheard a few words, something about he was going to teach her how to juggle. I don't know. And I was thinking, well, maybe he's wearing these clothes because he, you know, woke up in them. Like you know, he's a performer at some sort of vaudeville thing, and he got hammered at, at the after party, and he woke up like this, and he's yeah. Smiling. There's all sorts of possible yeah. explanations for that, right? <laughs> and then I thought. Or what if he's he woke up this morning is like you know what I am such a weirdo I'm gonna wear this vest and these boots and now he's walking around going look at me I'm a weirdo I'm so weird and that's fine it's the too look at me part that, yeah no that's that's it maybe it's like, that bothers me because I can relate to it because you feel like you say look at me I do, well I don't I, I don't go around on display visually right. But, you know, the fact that I'm doing this podcast, you know, I was a musician for a long time. Like, I'm I'm, I, I'm always cracking jokes in social situations. I feel like there's a big – there's there's something – there's an overlap there okay. where, where I'm kind of – look at me and, you know, I'm identifying in some way as, as a – oh, you know, I'm very creative or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a little part of me in there or else I wouldn't be irritated by it at all. It would just – it would right. just wash over. You know, well, I think, yeah, I mean, on the, I think you're doing it for the opposite reason that we're um, uh, insultingly defining hipsters. Like you do it for the same reason I do. And it's not that you think you're better and you want people to know. It's that you feel like you're not good enough and you're trying to overcome that. You're trying to impress people. You say, hey, I want you to like me, even though I'm a total spaz. Here's a joke, you know, and let me get your groceries for you. And, oh, you, you, you dropped that. It's not yours. Well, I'm going to give it to you anyway. I, whatever. I have no idea where that's going. Yeah, well, well, I know what you're saying, though. Like, I, I think, I feel like hipsters may be just trying to prove something, and it seems desperate. Yeah, and, the whole... The and, whole... And that is That is not beneath me. Right. <laughs> and, again... 
if our problem, if our single problem with hipsters is that, oh, they think they're better than us, it's like, well, then we're the idiots because we're we're hung up on what we think someone thinks, which is you you shouldn't be hung up on what you think a person is if you don't know that they are and you're just entertaining possibilities, right? Don't 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 pass judgment on them for a supposition. But then who cares what people think about you, right? I mean, if it's the case that this hipster truly thinks A, he's better than you, and B, he wants you to know it, then the best thing you can do is to not even think about it. It's not that you have to deny it, just don't even think about it. And I think that it's a huge assumption on the accuser's part to make that assumption. Yeah, I used the word assumption twice. Um, but uh, it sounds like it's it's mostly his problem, and I would tell the hipster, just do whatever the hell you want. And if you do think you're better than people, think whatever you want, you know? I'm a I'm a go over to this McDonald's now because I know well, you won't and, go there. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the other thing is this: like, okay, worst case scenario, this person maybe is a little bit lost and and desperate for attention or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, you know, in big picture, that how big of a fucking problem is that? And how much time and energy of mine does it deserve? Right. Like, I don't... That, and that's what you're saying, right? I mean... Yeah. And I, I don't well, think... I truly don't think that most people who would get identified as hipsters uh, have any kind of, like, feeling about other people at all, right? They might say things like, oh, I don't have a TV, implying if you do, you're beneath me, right? They might say things like, um, oh, I, I, I only ever take the bus because cars are... The, you know what I'm saying? That sort of accusatory, uh, yeah. what, what's it called? Virtue signaling thing? That's not a virtue yeah, signaling. Yeah, actually, that, I was going to bring that that term up specifically because I feel like a lot of what I'm assuming is that hipsters are, are virtue signaling. Yeah. They're not just signaling virtue. They're signaling uh, creativity and right. and kind of superior taste and culture. Yeah, yeah, or, and, un- uh, or unique taste and culture. But it's funny that you bring up the TV thing. This is perfect, man. Because I was saying that I think the hipster thing, that concept goes way back and maybe the first time the term was used to describe this kind of person was in the early 2000s or whatever. But I was thinking of this skit from Mr. Show Mm -hmm. where David Cross plays a hipster. I don't think they even call him a hipster, but you just brought up the TV thing. And look, I've got a clip of this. Listen to this. This is from Mr. Show, which I think is like the late 90s or something. Ready? Yeah. Hold on a second. Listen, listen to fucking David Cross right here. Want a donut? No, I don't eat donuts or hamburgers or any other food that has approval of the masses. Did you uh, see Sanford and Son last night? I don't watch television. I don't even own a television. Notice I didn't say TV. TV is a nickname and nicknames are for friends and television is no friend of mine. <laughs> you want to go see a movie then? Maybe go see that What About the Coupon? I only go and see foreign films. You want to listen to some CDs? <sighs> Please, compact disc blow. People were not meant to hear music with such clarity. People need to hear snaps and pops and that shit. <laughs> Is it still going? Yeah, he put this, a sonogram friend, on the table. This is the only modern oh, piece I of equipment I will touch. Is it a CD player? No, I just... 
It's a mini Victrola, and it allows me to listen to the only decent music ever committed to vinyl. Vinyl? Yes. <laughs> Is it a dat player? Jesus, just listen. Man, it's so pure, it hurts. <laughs> it's so pure, it hurts. <laughs> and you should see him in this clip. Yeah. I mean, he's got a scarf. It, it just... If you if you saw David Cross dressed up like this walking down the street these days, he would fit right in, and you would call him a hipster for sure. <laughs> well, see, I wanted to move on to to that, and maybe this that could be the rest of the show because I feel like we haven't been um, funny enough. But I have to check to see how much time we have left. Lots and lots of time. Okay, um, I don't know that. So what Dave? What all comedians will do, especially a David Cross or, or a sitcom or a variety show like they did. What, however you want to call it, the point is is that they'll take things and whittle them down to their um, their their essential parts and then magnify those. Right? That's this. That's I, I believe it, when you study uh, culture, it's it's called that's the the nature of the grotesque. I don't mean grotesque like ooh grody. Ugh, that's gross, but grotesque meaning just what I said. You Monty Python did it. SNL does it all the time. I mean, that's it's how you. When you do an impression of someone, you catch a couple of things that they do, and you just do those things, and people identify those things, right? Anyway. Yeah, I'm following you. So what David Cross was doing, probably no human being has done, um, but it's still funny and it's still you know, something we can play with. And so I think what I'm trying to get at in this long-winded speech is that hipsters don't really exist, and that's why I love making fun of them. Uh, every time I make fun of hipsters, I'm not thinking of a particular person or even a culture of people. I don't think they exist in the way that I'm making fun of them. If I saw, if somebody said, "Well, I'm insulted by what you said because I never eat at McDonald's," I said, "Well, that's on you, dude, because lots of people don't eat McDonald's for lots of reasons." Okay, I just put that in there because it's it's a nice little sort of uh, stereotype. The the people say that you know the problem with racist jokes is that they're funny. Right, if they weren't funny, people wouldn't tell them. But they are funny, and that's why they're a problem. And I'm like, I don't think that they're funny, right? I, I I don't. I genuinely don't. Same with sexist jokes, right? But but hipster dipstick jokes? No, that's great. We can make fun of them because they're not real. Am I making any sense? Am I just full of it? Yeah. Here? No, I'm I'm following you. In yeah. fact, I'm 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 chewing on this because this aligns with a, a lot of of my thoughts this week, okay. knowing that this would be the topic. Yeah. Because the first time I was, it wasn't the last time, the first time I was accused of being a hipster yeah. has to do with Mr. Show. It was yeah. like in the, in I don't know, 2006 or th 2007, I would constantly talk about Mr. Show. Yeah. Shit, I guess I still do. Yeah. And not a lot <laughs> of people were familiar with Mr. Show at that time. They, they, a lot of people still aren't. And, and I just thought it was so funny i would talk about it all the time but i was accused of being a hipster because it's like oh mr show the you know so unique and you know obscure and, yeah 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 and i'm like okay and i was also in a band with tim bay around that time yeah a little bit later and we were accused several times of being a hipster band okay yeah i'm not sure and how so, that would work now now wait for this next part the funny thing is i'm not a hipster Oh, there you go. You are. 
Yes! Yeah, you are. You said it. That means you are. Now, you are perhaps going down the retro proto inverted hipster route, where by saying it, by saying you're not, you're actually saying that you are in an attempt to reverse psychology us into thinking that you're not, which is something who someone, which is something someone who is a hamster, hipster and a hamster, a hamster hipster would totally do. Whoa, I just hit my microphone. Well, I was hoping to create some sort of black meta hipster dipstick fuckhole to, yeah. you know, so we could just, everything would disappear but you had already done that in a way because you were saying and i agree that hipsters don't even really exist no it's a grotesque caricature of it's it's an unreal category yeah and the fact is real human beings are way more nuanced than that to categorize them pigeonhole them in that way there there is no real hipster out there there's there's probably a hipster out there that if we met them, if we interviewed them on this show right now, we'd be like, oh, fuck, were we wrong? This guy's right. a hipster. Yeah, but the no, word I'm, hipster. I'm backpedaling a little bit. I, <laughs> no, I, no. Really, I think that you're right, though. I don't think that there are real hipsters. And that's why I that's why I announced loudly that I'm not a hipster. Okay. Not because, because by denying it, I become a hipster, but because you already made the point. They don't exist. Right. Except and our for... band was not a hipster band, and me liking Mr. Show and talking about it for to everybody all the time, that was not a hipster thing either. But those were the first times I heard the the term. Right. I had to think about it. Back in two thousand six or seven or whatever, I was accused of being a hipster. I didn't even know what that term meant at the time. Yeah, so. that can make it tougher to be insulted if you don't know. Someone comes up and he says, "You know what? You're a you're a side of beef hash." You're like, "Is that good? Is that bad?" Am I? I don't, I don't know how to, no one's ever called me that, by the way, Joe. And when I'm stumbling like that, feel free to jump in. Look, we got half an hour left and I want to make fun of hipsters now. Now that I have declared that I don't think they exist and that if some dude is wearing Amish clothes and he's got, you know, um, a red flannel hoodie at the same time and he's walking around smoking, I don't know, dandelion weed, good for him. I don't, yeah, I don't care. I don't hipster. care. And if he comes up to me and says, hey, I like this band you've never heard of. I'm like, yeah, well, I've probably had sex with people you've never heard of. So, in fact, I'm <laughs> very sure that's the case. And I don't know what it means, but I'm going to say it anyway. But well, I'm not going to but I'm not going to about... tell people, he. oh, he's a hipster. I'm going to say he was just weird. Anyway. Yeah, well, and it's, when you go into just off-the-cuff description of hipsterism, it, it, it's really amusing. But but the, actually, you were talking about a guy walking around at a, at a farmer's market, and the way he was dressed, here's another grotesque pigeonholing of humanity. Uh-huh. Is is uh, but, but this one might be a little bit more real, is punk rock. Like the, that yeah. description of the guy at the at the farmer's market, I was like, that, that kind of sounds like punk. Yeah, yeah, okay. And and I I can tell you though, punk punk rockers I mean that that those people will announce that they are punk rock. Yeah, they're yeah. really trying to adhere to an aesthetic. Right, like that's right. a club that they want to be in. Yes. But uh, but I return to the to And it's the an anti and it's an anti-establishment um yeah. uh group or culture. And so they ended up identifying with rebellion and being different and not being controlled and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah. but there's things well, that there, go along with there's it. There's lots right? yeah. of styles and categories where that yeah. is at the center of it, where it's this this thing where, you know, I want I want to be my own thing. I want to be unique. 
strangely enough, that's the punk rock aesthetic, though. You could you could point out a, somebody who's punk rock in a crowd. I mean, the, their their style is very specific. So if the whole thing is about rebellion and being unique, that's that's ironic because it's it's clearly identifiable as a group <laughs> punk right. rock yeah and and that sort of thing you you want to say oh i don't know if this is the case I, I i don't think that it's a unique like if somebody's like well i'm i'm a punk and we've invented this you know culture and this idea and this point of view and like i just well i think it's happened before i don't know that i can necessarily give you the names of those subcultures but if you look back through history you see people who are trying to other themselves uh, for one reason or another. And then there's like bands like the Ant the Antward. You remember them? The Antward? Uh yes. Yeah. Yes. And they they have a, a I mean I think a person could say they are they have a punk aesthetic, but what they'll tell you is that they are um they're from a a, a Zef culture, I think it's called. Um mm-hmm. here, I'll read to you this definition. Um Zef culture a modern and track Zef is described as modern and trashy, appropriating out-of-date, discarded cultural elements. It's associated with people who soup their cars up and rock gold and shit. Zef is, oh, I'm reading a quote. Zef is, you're poor, but you're fancy. You're poor, but you're sexy. You've got style, right? Okay. So it's sort of a white trash thing by their own admission. Punk, same thing. And I think that if you try to insult somebody by saying, oh, you're, a, you're just a punk rocker, they will not be insulted. Or they're not a punk rocker, and you shouldn't have said it. All of these things, hipsterism, punk rock, even like goth, yeah, Zeth culture. This is all very enmeshed. There's there's something at the core of all of this, and you're right. I think that this this type of thing has gone back a long time. Yeah, and it's. I think it's just striving for to buck convention right maybe maybe it is it's a good thing maybe overall oh absolutely that, yo- that younger generations just try to to push push through convention yeah. and and be creative and yeah so, again I, I i'm trying to you, trying to positively reframe this. right no i think you're you're doing a good job i think that that i i never really realized how stupid the establishment is how wasteful and downer evil was until I became very enmeshed, enmeshed and one with it. Um, and so I'm really glad that the next wave of young rebellious punk hipster, you know, whatevers, are going to be tearing stuff up because good, this thing needs to be taken down. And then they'll say the same thing when they're older too, right? And absolutely. Well, that's kind of the that's a little bit sad, but it's true. Right, and I think that if you're going to be like really exacting and back on topic and, and trying to like define the the prototypical hipster who doesn't exist, it's that person who's like, look, I'm not going to side with the established things because that's you know corporate and it's a selling out, but I'm not going to like uh, uh, jump on the bandwagon of all the new stuff that comes along. I'm I'm going to insult what is this music to electronic dance techno? Oh my god, that's just so plebeian. You know what I mean? So they're like right there in between. Like, no, there's no, there's no corporate and there's no new. There's just obscure. And since they don't exist, we can make fun of them. In fact, Joe, I want you to get an edge, a word in edgewise. But I got a telegram from a hipster, and he wanted me to read it. <laughs> you could stop right there if you wanted to. <laughs> he wanted me to read God it. God damn, that is hipster as yeah. fuck. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know how much it cost him, but um, he sent me this telegram, but he wanted me You're to. You're not kidding. No, I'm going to read it on the air. Okay. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> I'll try to read it as much as I can in his voice. I mean, I know him, right? So um, actually, you know him too. He knows. Anyway. Here we go. Hey, guys, it's me, Oscar Roscoe. Sorry I haven't talked to you in a while. I was working as a roadie for this band from Blitz, Oregon. They were touring the Azores. You've probably never heard of them. Gentle Sledgehammer. They play a sort of neo-folk, medium-metal barbershop-style death polka. I mean, I know labels are really cliche, but how is she going to organize your 8-track tape collection? Anyways, I was just sitting here my handmade Hey Only Lazy Boy. Wearing my trucker hat and sipping on a PBR, and I got a text from my lady, Sarah. I got a text from Leah, Soraya Tina. There we go. She. <laughs> I got a text from my lady, Soraya Tina. She dumped me. Says I'm too hipster for her. Fine with me. No way I'd ever date someone who thought I was a hipster. She could take our authentic Indian headdresses that we wore to silent raves and good riddance. <laughs> So then I remember that she's really into this certain food thing because no one else ever eats it. And I thought, I'll freaking tell everyone about it. Totally ruin it for her. Okay, it's called Haagen-Dazs Boat. It's a German submarine-flavored ice cream. Just think like sea salt and caramel, but without the caramel and more of a metallic taste to it. You can only get it from some <laughs> company called Larco. But look, I'm not selling out because they totally did not pay me to tell you guys this about, about this uh ice cream i just want to get even with Tina. okay that's it i need to go hop on my fixie and go pick up some tibetan food i just ordered also i got this tattoo on my hip that's in tibetan i want to ask them what it means all right cool dudes go get yourself some hagastas boat from larco go order some right now bye <laughs> hipsters hipsters hagastas boat sounded uh, zephyry too or zeph maybe i don't i would never bit. I can tell you this, every single thing I've ever seen of DeAntward, like in terms of videos, I'm just like, oh, that's so awesome. Not that I want to live like that. I don't. I know they're and putting D. on display. DeAntward has that tiny, uh, kind of scary looking little woman who actually her skills as a as a vocalist I, I'm on board. I now that you, I keep thinking of this band since you brought it up, and like, <laughs> I, I like it. Yeah, there's lots of trailer park imagery. Yes, and, and skis, and and it's it's presented <laughs> with such pride. It skis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I well, think it's great. And and you know if if obviously if they're trying to be counterculture. They will you will they will do so via the way they dress and the way they act and the, the lyrics in their songs. And whether their assessment of things is appropriate or hypocritical, not up to me for even like think about, right? Just do what you do and I'm keep doing what I do, which is nothing. Same with these hipsters that don't exist, right? I mean it's like you exist purely for me to make fun of you. So keep being made funnable or made funnable made fun of of. How do you say that? Keep being of being made funnable. Ridiculable. Ridiculable. I think I'm gonna call today's episode ridiculable. I better write that That's down. That's good. Ridiculable. Well, see, one of the most off putting things about hipsterism, though we've established it doesn't perhaps doesn't even exist. Right. Is the snobbery part. Right. And I, I try not to be snobby about stuff. Do you uh, feel like, are you a snob about I, certain things? I used are you to a be. Beer, are you a beer snob? I used Maybe to be. 
I used to be, I used to make fun of people for having John Grisham on their bookshelves. I mean, it's such an asshole thing to do. Like, seriously, if I could go back in time, I wouldn't, I mean, I would ask that one girl out that I didn't. And if there's another girl I did ask out, I wouldn't. I'd, I'd fix the stuff that people, we should do a whole episode on. What would you do if you go back in time? Well, one thing I would definitely do. That is do, a good topic. We should do that. that I, I would go back to every instance where I was an asshole. Like, oh, you read this? Oh, you watch that? Oh, you do that? I just, I was a snob about drugs. Like, oh, you guys take drugs? Whatever. I was a snob about, snob about beer, snob about books, snob about well, you music. Were, you were snobs about, like, any drug? Or, like, were you were you particular? No, all of them, Did yeah. you champion one drug? Okay. I drugs think from was, the age of... Was beneath. Yeah. From the age okay. of 15... When's high school start? Yeah, I'd say 15 until I was about, I don't know, in my early 30s. I was a hipster. I was just a dick. I would insult people's choices. I would make fun of people for the Jeez, things they you liked. Must have really, you must have really thought highly of my brother and I there for a while. <laughs> well, no, see, that's just it. It's like you guys were, you know you weren't posers you were the you were the thing right i remember you and i once I, we brought up on the show before got into an argument about whether a musician needs to learn things like scales and what chords are called and i was saying yes of course you do and you're saying no 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 you don't and i think years later we're now on opposite sides of that right you having <laughs> Maybe, been a mission yeah. are like i should have learned a few other things or that's what i would teach people to do and me and i'm like no just hey makes a good sound keep doing it you know um yeah but yeah, back in the day, I I thought of you guys as like oh, those guys are cool because they're, they're, you know, because <laughs> I thought you guys were hipsters like me. I didn't have the word for it, but yeah. Well, the snobby thing, and again, I tr I really try not to be snobby, but I think I w I was snobby too. Like I th I thought that certain music. I, well, God damn it, I'm still kind of this way. I'm tr I'm trying to push against it. <laughs> Well, even like mumble um, rap, the, like I thought that yeah, because there's some music that really irritates me, and I and I present as if I'm above it somehow. Like <laughs> that's bullshit, you know. Uh, but like when I was a teenager and in college, like I was all about, you know, these are the bands that are good, and like if you like this other shit, then fuck you, and like. But yeah. it was it was just such posturing, yeah, horseshit. Yeah, it really it's was completely um, a matter of one's own self-esteem as opposed to a genuine understanding of what it means to be into a thing like and and i think kind of the involvement of that i don't know if this is the case for you maybe it is it definitely has been for me for one i'm trying to get out of it is the whole like like i feel like i should give people permissions like oh if you want to listen to nickelback go ahead and then i'm like you know that's just as bad you know, for me to be so magnum magnanimous that word like I ever say. Yeah, I, I hereby <laughs> grant you permission to enjoy <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like that's, that's just that is, as just that's as snobby bad. in and of itself. Oh yeah, yeah. Not like, in the same way. like it's like the word tolerate. It's like we must tolerate other races. No, tolerate means like we put up tolerate? with Tolerate. Yeah. Oh, God. That's that's bad. That's worse. No, it's like you should accept, embrace, and be, if anything, humble to their joy. Like if someone's like, oh, yeah, we got tickets to the, um, I don't know, uh, to the, I don't know, what's something. We got tickets to the Bon Jovi reunion tour. <laughs> I should be like, I wish there was something in my life that made me that happy. You are mm, living the dream. And you know what? If you, you should have seen my response to that when you said Bon Jovi. Yeah. I automatically just unconsciously 
I like closed my eyes and like shook my head <laughs> because I because <laughs> here I am. I'm a yeah. fucking snob. Yeah, yeah. But let, let me let me backpedal on that though. Okay. I have a place in my heart for for wanted dead or alive. Okay. And even more so that song from Young Guns Two uh, from Bon Jovi. I still fucking love that song. What's that and song? And yet I've got this. What's it called? I, I'm, I'm there's inner conflict because I'm all oh, fuck. Look, fuck you for liking Bob Jovi. Are you? Um, you're cutting out there. I think you're back now. Oh, is it this one? Okay. I, well, I think it's this one. Let me ask you if it's this. It's probably going to add play first. No, oh, jump like right this. in. Let me turn it up. I, I got it going here. Let's see. Turn it up. Wow. It's, this is like a presentation video. <laughs> Listen to this. It's like the following video is going to kick your ass, and then it's going to fuck your mom. Okay, I'm going to just jump forward because this is ridiculous. I don't watch, watch people on horses. Is this it? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I can't... Yeah, yeah, I can't. It it sounds a lot In like. Blaze of glory. I, I Take think... me down the road of truth. <laughs> you know who you sound like? You sound like Trey Parker when he sings uh, uh, songs for what's that movie? Um, Orgasmo. <laughs> yeah, that's that is very Trey Parker thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sort of like and that, that wart on your dick ain't gonna go away until you start using topical cream every day. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's how he sings. Oh boy! But see, so so I have this inner conflict where I hate Bon Jovi, but I love that song. It was like imprinted upon me. Sure. Yeah. When I was like, I think I was like ten years old when I was obsessed with Billy the Kid. Do you remember that? Uh, barely. Did you ever talk to me when I was 10 years old and hear me talk about Billy the Kid? I loved fucking Young Guns. And then suddenly there's this Bon Jovi song. And to this day, I don't know if it's a good song or not. I can't help but like it. Well, I don't. It's imprinted upon me. We've talked about this. And there's no such thing as a yeah. good song or a bad song. I mean, if you like it, awesome. And if you don't. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, you're in but a what conflict. What I'm I saying think... is, though, I don't have any like objective judgment about it. Like, and maybe you're right. Maybe that's impossible completely. Anyway. Yeah. But like, I can't. I I feel like my normal kind of standards when it comes to music, what I like and what I don't like, I can't analyze that song. It's just an emotional. I'm completely emotionally driven. Sure. In my enjoyment of that song. I I know what you're saying, and and that's why you're. You're kind of a hipster. I mean, when you liked it, you were ten. But now the now the the song's thirty years old, dude. It's retro. So it means you're hipster. Yeah, yeah, it's retro. Yeah, totally retro. I was thinking about because you were talking about hipsterism is great because we can just make fun of it kind of with impunity because yeah. it's it's not even real. We don't have to worry yeah. about hurting anybody's yeah. feelings, we can, right? We can like come up with a fake name, like I don't know, Oscar Roscoe is a per, uh, is a real person, but. Yeah, you know, I mean, like you can make fun of. I mean, what kind of name is Oscar Roscoe? Anyway, so yeah, we can. Well, I, I I wanted to talk about that though because this is. I heard Zach Galifianakis. This is. I'm kind of taking us down a different road here. That's We're okay. like humor itself. You know, the, the humor can be insensitive and 
and people's feelings can get hurt. Sometimes that's like really overt, obvious, and, and and shameful. And other times it's people I think are maybe being a little too sensitive, or whatever. I, I heard Zach Galifianakis though. His whole thing about between two ferns is him being an asshole, and he yeah. and I didn't realize that his whole thing there is to make fun of assholes. Right, right, right. I mean, he just said it out right. He was like, he's like, the the jokes aren't funny because being rude, because they're rude jokes. Laugh at them. You are rude. You're, what you're laughing at is my character who is an asshole. Right. And I can't get that out of my head. And it made me realize that, of course, is curb your enthusiasm. Yes, exactly. That's, yeah. that's it. You're laughing at what an asshole he is, though. You know, I think Larry David has done a pretty good job of making me wonder if he really is that asshole right. in real life. And then he's just making fun of himself and kind of trying to break down his own foibles. Right. You know, in this show. Well, um, and I, and I took us down this path just so I could play this thing because I was watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay. And he's such a snob on that show that like somebody somebody served him tap water. Like he came to his friend's house and they served tap water and he was such an asshole that he, he talked shit about the water that they served. But then it turned out like all of his friends hated the water too. They're all a bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy, you know, Bob Einstein, he was Super Dave Osborne. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, guy? yeah. Um, and he's what he's uh, Albert Brooks's brother. I think he just passed last year too. Yeah, he like, did. He just died. We lost but Super Dave. This fucking thing. I was watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I don't care that this is somebody else's content, but I want to play this on our show. Okay. It is Bob Einstein, Super Dave Osborne, finally admitting to his girlfriend who served the tap water. Yeah. That he fucking hates the tap water. Let me see if I can get this going. <laughs> Walk us through and it. I, I hope you enjoy it. I listened Ken to this over and over again and fucking almost died laughing. Here we go. That was a bullshit text. I, I don't remember that. Do you like my water? I don't know. I really don't. I don't remember doing Do that. Do you like my water? I can't stand your water. I, I can't. I don't even know what to say. It's like I took a straw and put it in the frog's ass. It makes me sick. I want to barf every time I get near it. I can't stand the smell. I can't stand the color. And I cannot stand the taste. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> um. I had to grab your hand and take you down that That's fucking okay. path no, no. just so I could let you listen to that. I've rewound that probably 50 times and just was crying laughing. <laughs> but it's all about snobbery. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. Well, you know what? That's where snobbery meets like, you know what? You might come off as a snob, but sometimes, God damn it, you're just dealing with something horrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, maybe I don't to think... be socially acceptable, you have your fucking mouth. Yeah. Well, it's all the, the snobbery is maybe akin to a kind of a selfishness, right? Where we're saying if somebody is rude, they know they're being rude, but they don't care because they're going to try to get what they want, you know? Or if we say hipster is like, 
I want you to see how I'm better than you. And I, I want you to feel bad um, because that makes me feel good. Right. So these are selfish things. And and. And you want. Yeah, to- well, that's the thing. That's where that's where Larry David was, is that he's a fucking snob in that he doesn't he he bucks all like social ec- um, etiquette. And can't stop himself from just yeah. telling you that what you've served him is shit. Right now, in the in the case of Super Dave here, he had all the etiquette in the world, and right. then he finally just had to break down and start screaming about how shitty the water was. Right. So there you go. So that's that kind of gets me to where I wanted to go, which is like, what are some things that you and I'll talk about things that I am also into that either you know would make you a hipster or have you ever liked something and was afraid to admit it because you would you th- were afraid people would think you're pretentious for liking that? So anything that you're Ooh. into now or, or have ever been into, um, where where I wouldn't admit. Well, just anything. Is... We'll start with just a blanket anything, and then we'll find maybe in that dis- in that search things you were ashamed of liking for, because they were so hipster. So oh, what's man, something I don't you know like if now? I can find things that are so hipster. Okay, so okay, you talk about bands sometimes on the show. So do I. Um, what's yeah. the one you, you there's? You brought up, um, God, their name is like Doctor Sirius and the Reggae Outcast Stars. Something. Um, <laughs> That's Prince. a pretty good band name. Uh, <laughs> Prince. But I think you're talking about Chico Science. And, there we go. Uh, yes. It was the science part. Uh, Nakao Zumbi. Yeah, there you go. That would that's God, that is saying a, that name makes me sound like a fucking hipster. Yeah, that is straight up hipster stuff. Now you don't do the thing where, where if you're, you're like from Brazil. It's not hipster. Oh God, I sound like a hipster again. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. You're not trying to get people to um, think that you're cool because you like it. You, in fact, you you want people to listen to it, right? You you. Because I think another aspect I of history. I genuinely history, am trying to spread the word about yeah. that band half the time. Yeah, I want other people to enjoy it with me. Yeah, it's Damn it's. It. I, I think most of the time, the stuff that I'm telling people about, yes, I come across as a hipster, and I am. I want you to be impressed. I want you to be like, wow, this guy really knows his music. He's listening to, uh, the Horseflies. I haven't heard about them since '93. I don't know. Jimmy's Chicken Shack. I love that first album. Their second one blows. But anyway. Uh, I think this is very hipster of me. I I didn't want to admit I kept it under wraps that I enjoyed some Taylor Swift. Okay, now I that, didn't want to announce that. Yeah, and maybe that is a hipster tendency. Like I didn't. Well, that, that we, was really popular music, and I, or, I I don't know what was going on there psychologically. But now we we haven't talked about that about the things that hipsters don't admit to. Like, and we've probably seen lots of cartoons and jokes about you know catching a hipster in a target or something you know it's like hey where's your beanie that's a tie you know that kind of thing <laughs> yeah um but uh but we we didn't touch on that so i don't know if that's it and we only have like five minutes left but well and i i'd i didn't really answer your question i don't think there is anything i i don't i don't think i go that route and i hate to I hate to step on your your line of questioning here. no no not do, at all. do you have what 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 do you have i'm trying to like think hipster I- to admit <laughs> I, I think I have, I got to believe I have because I can be secretive about things. Like, I don't want anyone to know. If they found out that I like this, they would think that I th- would think that I'm, they would think that I think I'm something when really I just think it's, I just like it, you know. Or, okay, here's a here's a, a, a crap example. My favorite kind of mac and cheese, I'm going to be perfectly honest with, with you, is craft mac and cheese out of a box. Now, my wife makes 
mac and cheese with like 18 different cheeses. And there's this place at a market near our house where they have this like award-winning cheese or you can go to a restaurant. It's like 25 bucks for mac and cheese. Must be pretty good. And it comes all out and it's like crusty on the top and gooey and everything. And people take pictures. No, I don't like any of that stuff. I don't. I don't want it. I want out-of-a-box craft mac and cheese. But Dude, f- I don't know if this is because we're related or whatever it is, but I'm... I cannot agree with you more. I it's, I just love Kraft macaroni and cheese yeah. so much. It it is it is head and shoulders above any other mac and cheese. Right. But but you actually go so far as to say you don't like the other mac and cheese. I kind of like all mac and cheese, sure. even the super fancy shit. Okay. My wife also makes really fancy mac and cheese, and I love that shit too. Right. But guess what? I think Kraft macaroni and cheese is better. Well, I, yeah. I can't, guess what? I want – maybe this is something – no, I'll scream this off the mountaintops, but this is maybe very hipster too. Hot dog chunks. in. Fr- fry up the hot dog chunks. Right. Throw it in your Kraft macaroni and cheese. It's the best. Right. Exactly. But do you feel that – and I'm, I think I know the answer, so it's a dumb question. But do you feel that that's something you couldn't tell somebody because no. they would think, oh, <laughs> really? You're just – oh, you're so – Ooh, you're so. They would look at you like you're actually appropriating white trash culture right now. You know that, and then you say, Wait. "I kind of stopped talking about the movie Memento because it started making me feel like a hipster." Okay, I, that that is my answer to your question. Uh, there you go. That's a good be- one. Because it's a bit, it's a little bit obscure. It's super artsy fartsy film, and whenever anybody asks me like, "What what was what's your favorite movie?" I used to say, "Well, have you ever seen Memento?" The very hipster thing. Yeah. And I stopped saying that, even though I still kind of think it's my favorite movie. Sure. No, it's yeah. I think it's it's uh, it's a fucking great movie. But I stopped admitting that. I, I it seemed a bit much. Okay. For me to constantly talk about that fucking movie. I was at a bachelor party weekend one weekend, and I found myself talking to different guys who who I didn't know. Like this, the bachelor knew people from different walks of life, right? So I didn't know a lot of these guys before the party. I found myself talking to different ones about the movie No Country for Old Men and how it established a moral early in the film and then that moral gets played out through the rest of the film. I'm like, every time I brought this up, people were like, what? You think about movies too much and blah, blah, blah and all this. And these are very intelligent guys, right? But uh, uh, I realized after like the third telling when I saw a guy that I had already told this to glance over at me from across the table, I was like, I got to stop doing this. These guys already think I'm a a disingenuous or a self-puffed-up asshole. Dipstick. Dipstick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that was after the fact. Well, now you've got me intrigued. About what? Maybe where we're both hipsters. Please explain to me. Your thoughts about Country for Old Men? Oh well, we got a minute left, so just you—you you remember the movie? Um, the uh, the main character guy comes across um, some people who had shot each other up, and there's a bunch of money there. So he takes the money and he hides it. But as he was leaving, one of the people who was there uh, was like, oh, "I need water, help me!" And he thought about it for a long time, and then he decided to go back and give the guy some water. But in the process of doing that he got bad guys on his trail and the rest of the movie is him dealing with all this stuff right yeah okay i over explained because i say that the morality that the movie is establishing is you can either have the money or you can help people but you can't do both you're not earning that money by helping that guy out what you did was wrong and helping that guy out well that's the right thing to do doesn't matter anymore right 
And so it doesn't cancel out your yeah. amoral decision. Yeah. Also, but it's not just that you try to cancel it out. It's that, yeah, you, you can't have both. You could have gotten away with the money. You would have made a wrong decision, but this morality is not about what's right and wrong. This morality is about how you make a choice. You stick with it. Don't try to have it all. That's where you screwed up. Um, mm -hmm. And I felt like the rest of the movie, and it's been a while since I've had this discussion and talked to people about it, so I'm not remembering all my finer points, but... Um, this this is played out through the rest of the movie. There are scenes where you see somebody um, trying to be ambiguous in in the situation, and that guy, um, what's his name, with the funny haircut, he's constantly telling them, "No, make a decision." Mo from the Three Stooges. Yeah, him. He's murderous, and yeah. he's Hispanic. Yeah. yeah, he was awesome in that movie. That guy was like, "Fuck yeah, yeah." Um, but then he's like. Um, He's always forcing people, no, choose one. You choose. You don't get to just be here in La La Land. You fucking choose. And then when he was put up against it, he didn't choose, and boom. Anyway. Thank you for that, though, because sure. I've never... I had a feeling that there was kind of deeper themes in that movie that I didn't kind of have the attention span at the time to, sure. to identify, and uh, that's really interesting. Well, full disclosure, and I made all that shit up, and I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure the is the Coen Brothers made that movie. Yeah, you don't think the Coen Brothers had that in mind? I not, mean, no, not necessarily. I think it might be possible, and that if I talk to them, we could finally, after getting on the same page, we have to talk for a while because this is a very intricate subject. We need to have a shared vocabulary and understanding of another, what what one another means. Mostly at that point, they might be able to suggest that I'm on a track, not necessarily the right track, but a track. But no, I don't think that if I walked in right now and said, "Hey," That movie's about morality, right? I don't think they go, yep, you got it. Here's your prize. No. And when I, well, so, I think I we should yeah. have a movie episode soon. It's been a while. How about next week? Sure. I, I should probably watch a movie. I can't remember the last movie I watched. <laughs> well, I don't watch movies. <laughs> it's very pedestrian. Yeah, I only watch foreign films. Well, Shag's going to come on the show next week. Sweet. And uh, I think she'd like that topic. Okay, good. Maybe we can come up with some fun bells and whistles and shit. We can, uh, yeah, I I know that <laughs> I know that you get a little anxious when I have content and you don't. I know that like if I were like if I told you 2 days ago, "Hey, I wrote this this shitty thing about this guy I know." If I told you that, you would have you would have been in agony. You're like, oh, I got to do something then, right? And that's why I didn't tell you. I don't, I don't know. I, no, I'm, I'm okay. Really? Okay, that. good. Did I misread yeah. you totally? I apologize. I apologize. Well, let me put it this way. I think maybe I'm, I'm more comfortable with that now. If you would have talked to me like year one of the show, okay, I might have felt like, oh shit, if Jason's got something, I need to fuck, I need to show up with some right. stuff. I'm the only one with stuff. But I'm now, I, now I feel like I'm relaxed about that. Good. Is I, uh, you work too hard as it is. Although, I've been working a lot harder lately. It's been raining nonstop here in Seattle, Texas. And you would think, oh, cars don't need to be washed. Car washes don't need to be washed. Oh, shit. The rain hits the ground and the dirt flies up. And it's just, it's, it's worse than if it doesn't rain. Ugh. Yeah, it's just that's counterintuitive. Yeah, that that rain makes car washes dirtier and yeah. need washing. 
Yeah, more often than not. I mean, it, and it changes the paradigm that you have to approach with your your soap decisions. You know, your your wiper portfolio's got to be completely. Anyway, it's just it's I can't. Well, I can tell you this: that rain increases taco consumption. I can I can tell you that. Oh, it does. That makes sense. I don't know why. What, what's I, your theory on that? I wanted to get a taco today. I was too busy. I was like, I'm going to go get me a goddamn taco. That's exactly what I was thinking of. And maybe it's just something as stupid as, you know, Mexico is sunny. I mean, it's sunny food. <laughs> I don't know, but as, as the second best Taco Bell, you know, the first best Taco Bell manager of the second best Taco Bell in yeah. Davenport, Iowa, I can tell you, I've noticed that trend. When it's okay. raining, goddamn it, business is booming. Well, I guess we're both busy. It's raining tacos. Do you, if you want to shout that, you've got about 40 seconds. So, hey, everybody, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and maybe we'll even post something. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd love to post something. And if you're and, a hipster dipstick, we love you. Yes. And uh, rate and review us on the podcast app that you're using, or we'll fucking fuck your moms. Yep. But, like, in a really oh, weird position. Only, yeah. In a really weird position, like out of a untranslated Kama Sutra. All right, um, now I'm soccer talking. I can't stand your water. I don't even know what to say. It's like I took a straw and put it up a frog's ass. I want to barf every time I come near it. I can't stand the smell. I can't stand the color. And I cannot stand the taste. I can't take it anymore.